1: It is Wednesday, the 1st of September. Oh yeah, that one day in September, the first day of September. Welcome to two guys, one cup, and AFL adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson,
0: and my name is Will. Uh, my <laughs> name is not <laughs> Anderson. Sorry, I'm so thrown by the sight of you uh, miming a, a sniff. It was. We well, know just what. Like I haven't seen you do that s- since your mid twenties. Well,
1: <laughs> smelling <laughs> the grass. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, you were doing. The, right. Smelling okay. the cri- <laughs> the the clippings. Yeah. I was smelling finals
0: football in September, Charlie. That's what I was. That's what I was smelling. Yeah, I thought you might have been singing. Um, oh, you better take me home tonight. Oh, behind the firelight. Oh, you better take me home tonight. Bevo's bottom boys, you've got them. What is it? You make okay. the rock and world go round. Bevo's bottom
1: boys. Bevo's
0: bottom boys, man, never in doubt.
1: Never never been prouder to be a bottom boy, as I messaged you on the weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying it loud. I'm saying it proud. This might be the year for Bevo's bottom boys. So um, obviously we'll get to the games, but I thought we could start, Charlie. Oh, yes. Y- you can tell that I'm back interested in football because yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to uh, get my hopes up. I'm starting to yeah. build the narratives in my head. You know, like traditionally the teams that lose in the first week from the top four win in the second week, right? So you know that Brisbane have still got to be favourites going to this game. But they've got a couple of injuries. I mean, it's in Brisbane. It'll be in front of the home crowd. But the Bulldogs, when we won in 2016, we won on the road every week. And we're going to have to do that again. Because if we we have to beat Brisbane in Brisbane, we'll have to beat Port Adelaide in Adelaide to get to the grand final if we're going to get to the grand final. So it's all in front of us. Mm. This is how we like it. You know? Yeah. Like, we're the bottom boys. Yeah. And we're going to have to do it from the bottom. We are Bevo's Bottom Boys.
0: So remember your commitment from last week. You said if they go all the way, you will refer yeah. to them all of 2022 as Bevo's Bottom Boys.
1: I'm already referring them to Bevo's Bottom Boys. It took one game, <laughs> one final, one scoreless half against Essendon in Tasmania
0: for me to be all on board the Bottom Boys. Now, did you buy into the um, uh, the schadenfreude, the, 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 the enjoyment that people got out of Essendon, not been able to win yet another final. I mean no. to, to the victor go the spoils. And I know that you are quite sportsmanlike. You never really hold it over people when your team does do well. Not. So you not didn't d- you know what? Like some of it is
1: sportsmanship. Yeah. But some of it is just years of knowing that those comments will come back to haunt you. <laughs> when you married for a team like our team. Yeah. Like bold statements are not something that you're ever going to get to really live by. So the boldest statement I ever made was they were going to win it in 2016 and it happened. So I've put my bold statements away. I'm just on board Bevo's bottom boys, but I've been scoping out the opposition. So I've gone to Twitter because I was like, Charlie Cameron's been playing really well of late and he's yeah. probably the major threat, you know, that the Bulldogs are going to have to counter. If we're going he to was to get
0: electric the in the first half against the Demons before they put the foot down.
1: We uh, neglected to talk about this a few weeks ago, but it uh, does not mean that I did not enjoy it, which was that uh, there was a great viral video that went around on Instagram of Charlie Cameron at uh, training in the weights room, uh, dancing to the, um, uh, what was the name of that band from Brisbane, Darren Hayes? Um, um, Savage Garden. Garden. Uh, Dancing to the Savage Garden song, Truly, Madly, Deeply. And he's singing it in the gym with the boys, entertaining everybody. And then on that weekend his song that they played when he kicked goals was Truly Madly oh, Deeply really? by, by Savage <laughs> oh, Garden, great. And he kicked five goals or six goals. Like, I heard that song a lot. And I was like, this is a good bit. I'm enjoying this whole niche bit that is going on right now. So I thought, well, what is Charles Cameron been up to on Twitter? So yeah, I thought... Charles in
0: charge of social media.
1: How serious is he? Do you think... Okay, bit of a hypothetical question to start off. Mm. Do you think coming into the finals... Charles Cameron ups his social
0: media game or does he get off like social media street? Interesting, isn't it? Because mm. you'd say that Fags is an old school kind of coach. Mm. Fags is the kind of coach who would bust out like a Yabby Jeans thing, which is like no sex before a final. You know, yeah. you know that story about Yabby used to say to the Hawthorne players. I don't know if Fags come out. Fags is a bit too shy to say no sex, you know. He might out and say no heavy nah, petting. Fags
1: Fags yeah, Fags would let you do it in the rooms. <laughs> if he, he just he just like shut the door. <laughs> if if that's what if that's what you need to get warmed up, that is fine but just shut the door please.
0: I think Fags would in that very fatherly way would um put the responsibility back on the players to say you've got bigger fish to fry, mm. you know, and we need to show a united front so no No, been a scallywag on on your on your gadgets and your gizmos, (laughs) he would say. Put your gadgets and gizmos away, and none of that none of that Facebooking or MySpacing. That's what I exactly. Get off
1: your toc talk. Yeah, (laughs) get ready for the big game. (laughs) All right. Well, so what's your guess? Does Charles Cameron up his Twitter game? Is he tweeting more often or less often? Come finals. Less. Absolutely, one hundred percent correct. Less often. In fact, he has not tweeted since. August 21st. All oh, right. So this is a guy. In fact, his last two tweets are very much of a time that doesn't exist anymore. Because, uh, So the, the most recent tweet, the one that he went with on August the 21st, two words, of course, <laughs> one name. So it, much in his usual oeuvre of just giving a shout out to somebody that he enjoys. So you've got to remember, this is what we know about Charles Cameron.
0: Yeah, love sports.
1: Minimalist when it comes to words.
0: Mm.
1: Absolutely supportive of other sports people, particularly people of color or indigenous sports people. And he loves to give someone a shout out by just putting his name and just being like, that's the tweet. It's got to be Eddie Betts, right? Eddie Betts. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) August 21st, the entire tweet was Eddie Betts. (laughs) All in caps at least? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Literally just the man's name, as you would write it in almost any circumstance. But a gif of
0: Eddie, like celebrating. No, nope. a photo. <laughs> no, 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 no. A photo no. of Eddie, of them playing for the Crows. No, something else. Just, not just Will. Come on, <laughs> is it just the words Eddie Betts? Eleven letters, Eddie Betts. Six
1: hundred forty-seven likes. <laughs> All right. Now, Charlie, August 19th. Uh, so these are the only two most recent tweets. Yeah. Now, again, shouldn't be too hard for you to guess, knowing what we know about Charles Cameron and his tweeting output. So it is a shout out to a sporting team. Sporting team.
0: Um who achieved something uh, pretty y- amazing. Yeah. The uh, Boomers uh, getting the bronze and so- Oh,
1: no, we've covered the Boomers. All boomers right. is about a That's week back. Oh, okay. I, I can give you I can give you some uh of uh his Boomer stuff. Let's go Australia Hashtag #Boomers. <laughs> that was his Boomers tweet. <laughs> 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 Patty Mills must have got a shout out though. All right, Uh, Paddy Mills. um, Yeah, Paddy Mills did get a shout out. I'll give you. Okay, let's find the Paddy Mills shout out because there was one. Um, All right, this is his Paddy Mills. um, August the (laughs) seventh, game day, bala, at Paddy Mills. Hashtag Boomers. That's a big tweet for Charles. That's a lot. He must have needed a rest (laughs) after that. (laughs) All right, I'll give you a clue. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's a team that is particularly close to his
0: heart um okay um is it a team that he's played for is it the Crows? no 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 no? Oh. But there is one sporting team in particular oh, that he talks about is it, is it nba team no australian oh, i think australian, Australia. australian team oh it's the storm it is the storm so he yeah. adds the storm yeah and uh
1: it is five words one is a number so it starts with the number and then four words about something the Melbourne Storm achieved on August 19th. Okay. Um,
0: Five. August 19th is also a clue. August 19th. So is that the... What What, what happens August 19th? Is that, the, is that the last round? Did they finish on top of the ladder? Number one, baby, go Storm. They did finish
1: on top of the ladder, I believe, the Melbourne Storm. Um, right? They Number did something remarkable enemy. this season. I, I, they I t- did lose their last game. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, he said it's on one August... number at the start, so it's not like nineteen and one or something like that. Nineteen
1: 2. is the first.
0: Oh, number. Nineteen and nineteen and one. Nineteen and oh. Nineteen and two. Nineteen and three. Nineteen and four. Nineteen and five. Nineteen and six. <laughs> what? What is it? Nineteen in a row, baby. Oh, 19...
1: At Storm. <laughs> now, this is a much anticipated follow-up. Oh, yep. To his August 12th (laughs) tweet.
0: 18 in a row, baby, at (laughs) store. Well, he's got a format. He's got a format, and I like that. He sticks to the same format. You know what you're (laughs) going to get with Charles Curry?
1: Anyway, the fact that he is off social media is a warning sign to me. It feels like he's got his game face on.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, it, it, well, but hang on. Was he off social media last week before the... the oh, first? yeah, he was. He oh, was? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so he I don't think you've got anything to worry about. I think it's... Yeah. I think maybe what you should worry about is if he does start tweeting again, because I think there would be a lot of... they would be very tense at the Lions. They went out in straight sets two years ago. one yeah. one, lost one last year when everything was being played in Queensland. Uh, as I mentioned, Will, last week, it's like Roman Reigns uh, when he took on John Cena at SummerSlam. <laughs> All the pressure is on the Lions now. The Bulldogs can just like, waltz into this game. No one expected you to even get through that game against the Bombers. I think you're pretty, you were underdogs, weren't you? Literally underdogs. Bevo's Bottom Boys. Bevo's I don't know if we boys. were
1: actually. I think going into the game, the Bulldogs were actually Well, the rain favorites. helped you.
0: Let's, you know, let's actually talk about the game. The rain, hmm, the rain I'm happy to help. talk about the game. It, uh, <laughs> it, it leveled things out a little bit. I mean, Essendon started the game pretty well, but I don't know. I just always, I, I know as I was playing at the Bevo's Bottom Boys, but I also just think that Again, it's the pressure on the team. The psychological pressure play, plays a lot when it comes to finals. And you guys have been there before. You played an elimination final last year. You won a premiership four years before that, three, five years before that. So I think that counts for a lot. I think it was not the game we wanted, but it was the game we needed.
1: Yeah. We didn't want to be playing in an elimination final in Tasmania, but circumstances came together to make it, what the Bulldogs needed to show was not that they were a skillful team. The Bulldogs needed to come out and show that they gave a shit. Yeah. That they really fucking wanted it. And that's what it felt like. It felt like they came out and they, regardless of whether they have the skills to beat some of the other teams, they came out and looked like a team that wanted to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's also because you have so many Rolls Royces in your side. So many people who glide across the ground. Like Pelly or like Aaron Norton, you know, who's an aerialist, and so when the rain comes down, you're like, well, that's gonna, that's gonna rule them out of the game. But to see that the way that they lifted and played so well, I mean, Aaron Norton especially, I thought that he was going to be like have no impact in the game, but he was really good. Well, and again, warmed up as it went
1: on. Yeah, that was the nice thing about it as a Bulldogs fan. All those things that you wanted to see working a little bit better started to work a little bit better. It was a great game because it was really tense for that first half, and Essendon are a really good team and they were up against us as well. They had some unfortunate outs and like, you know, like there's been a lot of complaints about Cody Waitman and the free kicks. So weird. Don't you think like, well, here's what I would say is leave fucking Cody out of it because you can debate some of those free kicks. In fact, one of them at least was absolutely not a free kick. It was Mm. a mistake. The umpire made a mistake and one of them was line ball and the other two I think actually were free kicks. Right. But regardless of that, None of them were Cody faking for a free kick. No. In every single one of those things, he had put himself in a contest, which then led to a free kick. That's not his fault. Yeah. You can disagree with the umpires... But don't, like, people were taking it out on Cody Waitman like well, he was, would, like, faking for free kicks. Yeah. Mate, he didn't fake for the free kicks. You know what he did? He got free kicks on the fucking boundary and then kicked goals.
0: Yeah. Like and a little fucking
1: champion with a big fucking smile on his face. <laughs> but they love also, Cody Waitman so
0: much. <laughs> they're also trying to class him as, like, a Selwood kind of thing where he was using it tactically. And it's like... No, he wasn't using it tactically. He just plays the ball first. And what does your junior coach say to you? get to the ball first, you win a free kick. And that's what happened. Whether or not the free kick was there, he was putting himself in the position to win the free kick.
1: Well, this is the other thing. It's not his fault he's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride, it's not his fault that he is a giant, right? It's not Cody's like problem that when somebody pushes him, he like goes three meters. Because the way he plays, he is not a little sort of, you know, out-the-back-and-kicking-goals guy, he's a lead-up, mark-up, get-yourself-into-contest-forward. That is actually how he plays. He plays a big person's game against people who are much bigger than him most of the fucking time. But he's also incredibly
0: annoying. He has that...
1: Because he's so happy.
0: Well, yeah, but it's also that... It's got that forward pocket, you know, little buzzing around. Like Eddie Betts had it, Stephen Milne had it. It's that annoying Jeff Farmer, skillful forward pocket pest. He looks yeah. and behaves like a pest, like a flea, <laughs> literally like a flea. It's like he jumps on your back and you just want to swat him and get him off. And so I think that people as football fans, I think we are preconditioned to loathe forward pockets, cheeky forward pockets from other teams. It's just You know why? Because forward
1: pockets still play like we all played footy at fucking lunchtime Junior at level. school. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, we like hate no, them because we no want to be them. Yeah, that's right. Like, all the other players are now in patterns and defensive running and shit and forwards. Like, particularly, you know, at school where you would play maybe out to the 50-meter arc, you know, so you'd play one of those games where you're both kicking towards the same goal and you yeah. just have to kick it out beyond the arc and bring it back in again. Everyone's just trying to be Cody Waitman. Yeah. Like, we hate these guys because... They are the purest form of football. And yep. he seems to be really fucking enjoying it as well. Of course he is. He's taking
0: hangers. He's kicking goals from the boundary. He's having the best time of his life. Now, I saw that he's had the, he has taken on the moniker of the Flea. Yeah. But we've established that he's no relation to Dale Waitman, haven't we? Uh,
1: Have we established I think, that? Yeah, I think he's no, relation. no I mean, relation. I don't know if there's a distant relation, but it's not a close family.
0: Are you allowed to take... Like, I mean, Dale Waitman was a beloved Richmond player, best and fairest winner, captain of the club, state honours, all that kind of stuff. I mean... There's a new Flea Waitman, mate. You're the old Flea Waitman. This is the reboot of Flea Waitman. Like, if a player started playing now whose surname was Lockett, but was no relation to Tony Lockett, can you call him Plugger? I don't think you can. I mean, I know there's a ton of roos, like Nick (laughs) Revolt was a roo, Mark Rusciuto was a roo. That's different because I think that's just one of the if your name begins But you're die, talking you're iconic
1: nicknames.
0: Iconic nicknames. That, like like Flea is not derivative of Weightman. He was called the Flea because he was small and um, a tiny little rover and looked like a flea. And I yeah, think that the But Bulldogs also he had sort of no Weightman. was in his name. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. When he would hit the nightclubs, he wouldn't wait, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one, we're lining up to get in the tunnel? No way. I don't wait, man. Um, <laughs> but you can't just take, I mean, A, it's disappointing to know that the Bulldogs players have not used the six degrees rule to get to a nickname. Like, that's lazy. They've just looked, they haven't even played off the, the waitman at all. They just look to a note more famous. They've gone, oh, this guy's got a, a nickname already. We'll just use that one. It's like, that's, that's not cool, man. You've got to think a bit, get creative. Yeah, I think with, like, Nathan Lyon, the Australian spinner, you know, his nickname
1: is Gary. So he is, It's you know, like... I didn't know that. Oh, that's pretty funny. You have got to listen to some cricket commentary. I know it's not really your sport, but there'll be some highlights. If you just, on YouTube, go to Nice One Gary and, like, play that, you'll just say, because that is essentially all the wicketkeeper says all day, Nice One Gary, (laughs) Old Gary, Nice One Gary. And so that's fine because the nickname is derived off another person's name—that's yes. the joke, yeah. right? But
0: yeah, Flea should be. But hang on. But can I just ask on that on the Nathan <laughs> line? Surely there's a bunch of players in the Australian team who are from Queensland and New South Wales who are like, "What? I don't get it. <laughs> Why are you calling him Gary?" Oh, mate. Well, how do you think they feel when they go to
1: Pakistan <laughs> or the West Indies <laughs> or somewhere? And they're like, "Why is his nickname Gary?" Well, <laughs> this is an Australian TV show called On the Couch. <laughs> So um uh, flea, I think if you're gonna yeah, if you're another Waiteman and you're also flea like, they should have chosen a moniker that was like Flea, so it's a tribute to Flea Waitman, but yeah. it's not Flea. You're evolving
0: right? the nickname. Like it's yeah, so like, like if John Longmire,
1: too. if there was another like horse yeah. who was like another Longmire came in and yeah. they would call him like um pony. foal or pony or yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Like he's a yeah Well
0: they should call him the tick. Because uh, the Bulldogs have blue, like he's like the tick. And like mm. ticks jump around, they get in your skin. You're not a flea. He's the, like, would you say like a tick is worth, uh, like a flea's annoying, but a tick will kill you. He should be the tick. <laughs> <laughs> or like, but doesn't a tick kind of, it doesn't kind of buzz
1: around. It more like burrows in.
0: Yeah, but that's what He burrows under the pack. He so gets you get under your skin. He gets under your like skin. Like a tick. Like a tick. He should be the, the tick. tick.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Cody, the tick waitman. Now, it was a good weekend of football for you because the team that you love and the team that you believe in both had yep. wins. Was That that was a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, I tip Port, but I didn't think they were going to win that easily. Oh, they
1: were great. That, that was the team that I believed in that I have not seen. Mm. Um, I mean, I think realistically, it was one of those weeks where we went into it going... I think all these eight teams are pretty even. Yeah. And then came out of it going, I reckon no, but... two of these teams are heaps better than yeah. all the other teams. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Like Geelong, when, you know, they don't, when they're all playing well and, and they're not injured and stuff like that, God, they look good. And they just look so experienced and can absorb it all. But then the flip side of that is so bad. They look so slow and old and you just wonder, like, it, you oscillate with Geelong, don't you? We're like, brilliant. You know, brave recruiting, always, always trade and recruit for the now. They always just stay at that level, and then you can flip and go, they're insane. Look at this dad's army going out there. They're going to get another year out of these players with the max, and then what? They're going to fall off a the cliff. They're a, are two face from yes. the Seinfeld episode.
1: <laughs> like it just depends what light you see them in. Yeah. Like you're just like you're the most beautiful woman. Ah! <laughs> That's Geelong. I mean, do you think that they can win it? Could you see them
0: get into the yeah. grand final? I still. do.
1: Well, because the they, they always lose in the first week yeah. and they often then win again in the second week. And I think that they're playing obviously a team we haven't mentioned, uh, you know, the biggest conversation in football this week yet, but they're playing a team that's going to go in undermanned mm. into that final and they've got a lot of experience. I think, no, I think they probably still will win and then, you know, they're right back in it if they win again. So I don't think it's all over for Geelong. I, I can't imagine a night where so many of their players are going to play so terribly again. It's a, weird... they had like, like, honestly, there were some players where I was like, this, I think this is the worst game I've ever seen you play for Geelong.
0: It's a weird stat about Geelong, isn't it? The idea that their home and away record could be so good. And then their first week of finals record could be so bad. And I know that football commentators are prone to hyperbole, but you do start to wonder, it's like, okay, I know it's not exactly the same team that's been for the last 11 years. Hmm. But, you know, pretty much the same core group of of, of players have been there. What is it? What changes in that first week of finals? Like most teams like rise to the occasion, but they always drop that first one. Like what in the psychology allows that to happen?
1: I don't know. It's weird, right? I mean, I imagine they've thought about it a lot, and they don't know. Clearly, they don't know.
0: Would you even is, need to address it? Because you go, oh yeah, yes. look, wait, do you? Because they still progress. They managed to progress okay. They made a grand final last year. They make. Well, I guess that's all the how time. you'd address it.
1: Like, yeah, but you wouldn't. That's not your strategy. Your strategy isn't to like lose the first week, or maybe it is. Maybe they're like, well, we want to play every week, and that's the best way for us to do it. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't but, think they lost on purpose. Like, no. like you couldn't play that bad on purpose. We, you know what I mean? Like if people want, if Patty Dangerfield actually was like, I'm going to try to play bad, it would be more obvious than what happened, which was them trying to play well and playing badly. There is a conversation around Patty this week. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this about the idea that he tries too hard in finals, like that he doesn't need to be Superman. He doesn't need to put on the cape. He just needs to play how he normally plays and maybe tries too hard. What do you think about that?
0: I think, uh, that's dumb. <laughs> It sounds pretty
1: dumb. I think Lee Matthews said it, which was why I was like, okay, well, I can't say that that's dumb because you're Lee Matthews and you don't normally say dumb things, but that sounded a bit dumb to me.
0: Uh, What would, um, what would Dustin Martin, like where would Richmond be if Dustin Martin didn't play like the best player on the ground in those three grand finals? Like I think that if it was a case of he's playing selfishly, which is obviously the you know that's the inference by he tries to do too much, but I don't think he does. Like the skill set to use a uh, Kane Cord's term, the weapons that Paddy Dangerfield has, not many footballers have. So, okay, he's going to try and explode out of a pack and take on three players to get a clearance, or you know he's going to try and fly for a screamer, you know, in the fo- like clog up the forward line. But the thing is, he can, he does it, he pulls it off, and I don't know that. You know, just because it's finals that you ask him to temper his game or or, or or change. Don't you just want your best players to go out and play their best football? Yeah, I think
1: so. And he's played good finals before as well. It's not yeah. like he has a terrible finals record. I mean, Gary Rowan, again, who goes a bit missing in these occasions, hasn't always. He's had okay days. But um, yeah, there was a few that just did not represent themselves very well. But I think also... Like Lockie Henderson like played like a guy who retired two years ago. <laughs> you know, like it was he. – I've never seen him play that badly. He's such a reliable player and he just had one of those nights where he just could not make it work. But they are missing – I think they suffer Geelong from their injuries almost as much as anybody because Stewart is, you know, as, as good a backman as there is in the game. Like I remember that game the Bulldogs played where we just kicked it to him 11 times in the first half <laughs> and – Tui is, I think, a really valuable player to Geelong. Because yeah, like that run off the back line, but also he kicks like a goal or two a game. Mm. Like he's just they're missing I don't think they have the depth in their list, which is probably as a result of, you know, keeping the team at that level for that long. You just end up, you know, without the same depth of a team that's rebuilt. But um yeah, I just
0: I still think they probably will win this weekend. Do you think there's any team left that playing at at the opposite stadium playing the grand final in WA is an advantage does it favour Port because they're closer like it's less travel time do you think that there's any advantage to any team Um, if the Bulldogs were to make it I don't think
1: we'd mind it like I think we play pretty well over there and we don't mind the idea of playing away from home Mm. Um, but of the teams that are more likely to make it Port Adelaide or Melbourne I don't know enough about like how those teams play to know if it
0: would be an advantage or not. Melbourne, uh, it's their premiership to lose. Uh, We've established. they look. I mean, it is. They look so I mean, they could
1: lose it to Port with no disgrace. But if they lost it to anyone else, I think that you'd start to go... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Mm -hmm. that if Melbourne lost the grand final to Port, you'd go, okay, fair enough. Right? Whereas if they lose to any of the other teams, you'd start to go, what did Melbourne fuck up here to lose to these other teams? But didn't
0: you guys beat them... This year, you've beaten them. This year,
1: yeah, we beat them in that period where they like We're had just, a little poor patch, but they got yeah. good again pretty much immediately after, and we
0: got I shit. Not, no, I don't know about that. I think that if Geelong beat Melbourne, I could see that. I think Geelong or Port, and you know, maybe the Bulldogs. I guess if they lose to GWS, that'll be the that'll be the real embarrassment.
1: I mean, point. I guess the truth is that any team who gets there. If they get there, by the time they get there, they've made a compelling case that they can win it, right? Yeah. Like, it's hard to imagine it now that the Bulldogs could make it or Geelong could make it. But for Geelong to get there, they're going to have to beat a whole bunch of good teams and then you'd suddenly be like, well, if they've just beaten
0: Port and they've just beaten blah, 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 of course they can beat Melbourne. But I know what you're saying. It's like the two most impressive victories of the weekend, Port Mm -hmm. and Melbourne. But I I think that – I think Melbourne's was – I thought Melbourne's was more impressive. I thought that Geelong were a bit more banged up than Brisbane. And I thought Brisbane were in the game, like that first quarter and a half, it seemed to be like goal for goal. And it was so like, I'd actually forgotten how intense finals football is. Like it was so quick and skillful. And just those two midfields going at it, like it was exciting. It was such a great game to watch, but then Melbourne just were like, all right, we're done now. And they did that Richmond thing where they just put the foot down and found a new gear. And it's like, The thing about Melbourne that is like frightening is that they are so skillful. Like they, they do these, these passes. It's a bit like the Bulldogs actually, when the Bulldogs are on song, but it's these insane kind of like switches across the ground, kicks into the middle, pinpoint passes where they just cut you up and it doesn't matter, you know, if you can keep up with them, endurance or speed, they just change directions so quick and so fast and they move it so quickly and then they just don't miss. And,
1: Remember early in the season we were having a conversation about Christian Petrarca possibly being the best player in the competition.
0: Mm.
1: Christian is not even the best player at Melbourne. Yeah, I know. Clayton Oliver's the best player in the league yeah. at the moment. Like, if you were picking right now and you needed to play, pick the best player in the league, he is, in my opinion, absolutely the best player in the league. Remember two years ago when he the couldn't ones, kick? Yeah, they wanted to trade him. Because <laughs> he couldn't kick. And now he's just like... Like, kicking, like, across his body to open, like, at full speed, like, to
0: open. But he's amazing. Yeah. And his body shape has changed a little bit, though, yeah. I think, don't you? He looks so... Yeah. Nice. He's got more of that Bontempelli kind of greyhound. He used to be a bit thicker, like an inside midfielder, but now I think he's he's changed his body shape, and so he's covering the ground better. But, yeah, he's, he's such a good player, and he's just got that... There's a lot of... I think we're really fortunate to live in a time where we've got these amazing two-way... Midfielders at the moment who are inside, outside can go and attack and kick a goal, but also defend. Like, we'll just go back with a fire of the ball. It's like, oh, this is exciting. Well,
1: yeah. Watching Ollie Wines, Bontempelli, like Oliver, like all these guys go to work on the weekend, you were like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. the new guys are here, aren't they? Yeah. Like, the, the, these, this, I mean, because there's still, you still got Boke and like guys like this Lockie who are still Neil absolutely, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Superstars. But, just that next generation of absolute like A grade, you know, talent that are all sort of like under 25 is just amazing.
0: Are you coming around yet to Ben Brown in the red and blue?
1: Yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I'm on board. I'm like oh, I hi. like Melbourne. I like I what I was watching that game, just thinking I, I, I have no ill will towards Melbourne. Like I I think it would be great if they won. I think <laughs> oh, they're. Don't you dare like, try honest. and no, rewrite I'm, history. No no, as in like I'm saying, I absolutely did previously. That's uh, it was amazing oh, okay. to me to be watching. Is this it it going to Culpa? Uh, yeah okay well sure um whatever <laughs> it is, what I'm saying is that the emotion that passed over me as Melbourne sprinted away in that game was not one of me going ah oh, fuck this is going to happen. It was one of me going. Ah, well, you know what? You're a really good team and you are very entertaining to watch and you've got a heap of superstars and like, yeah, why
0: not? Look, I I, I agree, but there is a part of me as a Saints supporter because if Melbourne do win a flag this year, then Mm -hmm. we take the title as the longest flag drought. So there is part of me that's like, yeah,
1: but also the way that it's going, it's almost like a lock that you guys will win it soon. Like it's been, we've been knocking off all the droughts. We yeah. did the Swans and we did the Bulldogs <laughs> and we did Melbourne, right? We'll get to you. I like that, <laughs> It's yeah, actually that better.
0: Be... <laughs> um, and then obviously the last game was uh, the Swans and the Giants and um, nothing really to talk about coming to that game. So moving on. Um... <laughs> Here's what I will talk about um, is the Swans
1: should have won that. Yes. If you're a Sydney fan, you would be, I think, very disappointed
0: about I can't believe they waited till the first week of finals to just – kicked terribly i mean they kicked like st kilda's been kicking all year but i haven't seen the swans do that all year it was um, and and they weren't hard shots too like the buddy one people were like oh, i can't believe buddy missed at least he was 50 out i know he's buddy but he that was a yeah. hard shot but and he, he didn't miss by
1: much like he no it wasn't like he shanked it like he literally just he missed you know it but some of the other ones were yeah really i mean
0: p- look i know look i Giants fans don't get pissed off because I'm on the bandwagon and I want to see you guys go as far as you can. But I saw a lot of Giants fans going like, what an amazing, like we toughed it out. And I'm like, you got lucky. Yeah. So happened. lucky. Like I, I wasn't like you just grounded out and you slowed the game down. And Oh know no, I remember what they were claiming,
1: but yeah. what they were claiming was absolutely not fucking true. <laughs> no, like, the he's... amount of celebration is a defining game for our club. Is it? If your definition is, be playing really well and then basically give the game away and only <laughs> win by a point because the opposition couldn't kick a fucking goal <laughs> out of the 25 attempts they had.
0: Yeah, it was uh, – look, it was a great game to watch. I, I, thought I really was – you know, that first half, they were all over them, but then they mm-hmm. just ran out of steam. And then that last quarter was like – it was – it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction where, you know, the hitmen are there, uh, John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson, the guy busts out and just fires a million shots and all of them miss. You're like, oh my God, what happened? I mean, that happened. Yeah. I couldn't
1: believe that buddy moment. I was just like, it just it felt like- It was such a buddy moment. Right. And he'd been playing well, like kicked a bunch of goals. Like it wasn't, you know, and you were just like, ah, oh, here we go. This mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. Um. So GWS- I enjoy them too. I'm enjoying yes. all these teams. That's what I am actually saying. I don't really have any team in this that if they got their shit together, that I would really mind if they won it.
0: Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, now that Richmond aren't in the equation, I think that maybe the if I had to pick a team that I was least interested in seeing, it's Geelong, just because they've been there before. But you're right. We'd love to see the Bulldogs go all the way, Giants. Port, yeah, I've got some affection for Port Melbourne for obvious reasons.
1: I mean, Port, you've got to admire the way they play. Like, they've got a bunch of guns as well, and all those young players are amazing. And just and there's
0: also that storyline. I didn't realise that Charlie Dixon's 31, Travis Bokes an old man, Robbie Gray. It's it's kind of this. It's now or never. Well, not now or never, but with this current list, it's, it's well now for or
1: Charlie or never. and
0: and Robbie. I mean, Travis Boke will still be playing in 15 years, but. <laughs> Um, now, uh, listeners said to us they will offer us 100 bucks if we don't talk about Toby Green the entire episode. Oh, what happened to Toby Green? Played I I well and then I, I switched was, off. So I haven't, I've been so busy. We, enough, there's been enough uh, commentary yeah. around the incident. But what I have brought in is a Toby Green pocket profile.
1: Okay. Uh, look, the only thing that I want to say about the Toby Green thing because people don't need to hear our opinions about it. But all I will say is, again, the emotions that I just personally went through this week I was like, wow, I'm really invested in Toby Green as a storyline. Yeah. Because I did all the like, you know, stages of like grief and whatever, where I was like, I was like Luke Hodge immediately, where I was like, Oh, it's probably nothing, and it. it's fine. Toby will play next week. It's good to have Toby playing the game. He's a superstar of the game. And then there was like a bit of me that was like, Oh, yeah, that he didn't even touch him. Oh, it's fine. I've seen the camera footage. Camera footage just like Oh, here's another angle. Oh, fuck. Anyway, <laughs> okay, you probably shouldn't touch the umpire. He's got to be out for 25 weeks. No, hang on. You know what? No, I'll go back the other way. I, I went on the whole fucking journey this week with what happened. And I still don't know what the, if they made the, the right decision or if it was enough weeks or any of those sort of things. But I am very much looking forward to getting to know Toby Green.
0: My uh, uh, initial response was like, oh, he's fucked. Like, yeah. That was my gut reaction was, it just looked bad. And I think that. Can't touch they, an umpire. Can't touch an umpire. But I think it was just more like uh, when, if you, if you read the, um, the way the AFL council grilled him, the example he used was, if you're walking down the street and you bump someone with your shoulder like that, would you turn and apologize? And I'm like, well, that's the argument right then and there. Like, you wouldn't do that to someone on the street, let alone like an official in the game. When knowing that, I think it's an, in junior levels, it's automatically like a six-week ban or 14-week ban if you do that in kind of, you know, junior yeah, levels. So Toby's like, well, you wouldn't do that, but I once karate kicked Luke house <laughs> in the face, so. All right. Um, so how well do you think you know Toby Green?
1: Not at all, but I am
0: uh, very much excited to get to know him a little bit better. Okay. This was done in 2019. Did okay. So? But I, I, I think a lot of it's still relevant. I have read ahead. So if I could give you any kind of guide into the type of personality. Yeah, please do. Dry humor. Okay. Um, Carl but Barron not necessarily is one of the answers, clearly. Not necessarily <laughs> funny. Okay. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yep. it's just it's just dry. Okay, so the first question, Will, what's his name? <laughs> Toby Green. What's his nickname? And my clue is it's initials, but it's not TG. Oh, okay.
1: Um, uh, is it a play on either of his names, Toby or Green?
0: I couldn't say, I mean, I'm assuming yes to one, but I can't be, I can't be sure. Uh, is I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clue. So the, at the first initial is T. What is the second? So just give me another letter. Is it TB? <laughs> Tuberculosis.
1: <laughs> it is not TB. Um it is uh TI cuz he's a big fan of the the rapper it is <laughs> ...musician TI No Um uh
0: TA TA cuz he always says thank you It's What t- is it? TF mm. What do you think that stands for? The only thing that comes is the freak? The fuck What the fuck did you just do, Toby? <laughs> That's what his teammates Toby said. Toby
1: the fuck green.
0: What <laughs> the fuck, Toby? He just fucking kicked and fluke the house in the face. The fuck, Toby? He just pushed an umpire. The it's
1: fuck? not even his nickname. He thinks it's his nickname. It's just what people say to him constantly. The fuck? He's like, oh, they love my nickname. It's the fuck. No, they're saying to you, Toby, what the fuck?
0: Do you have any pregame superstitions or rituals? Uh, um, no. He does? Yeah. It's a know, skill, grander. it's a, it's a skill that, um, not necessarily AFL players, but if you do see AFL players pr- uh, practicing this. It's a, in the movie, The Karate Kid, yeah. the reason why Johnny Lawrence gets so angry when he arrives at the beach party is he sees Ralph Macchio doing this with his girlfriend or teaching his girlfriend how to do this particular skill. Cunnilingus? <laughs> Maybe that's what TF stands for. <laughs> Tongue fucker. <laughs> 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 um, no. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? I mean, no, I don't. I can't remember. Um, all right. I mean, this is... Uh, the sport it comes from is, um, is soccer. Soccer players do this when they're walking uh, Bouncing up. a ball on his foot. Yeah, keep-ups. He does 100 keep-ups before each game. You, you don't know Toby Green. No. This is a bad you you're starting like Geelong. Yeah, <laughs> bad start. Group. Haven't Zero. been close so far. Not <laughs> 0- and three. Um, okay, so the greatest individual effort you've seen on a football field. So it's a teammate that he plays with now, a prominent, probably um one of the I'd say like one of the the top players at GWS, but he's been on the outer for a while. Um it's something that he did in the under eighteens. Can link us. <laughs> so is it give me, a team, uh, give me a teammate and give me something Speed has been he, on the outer yes yeah, uh, so is it stephen He is cogs and he did something in the under 18s that was the greatest individual effort toby tf had seen on a footy field
1: um he is it about an amount of possessions he got or was it like, yes that's
0: right it's a simple it's a it's just a it's something that you do in a football match. It was a it was a oh amount of goals? Amount mm, of tackles. No, it was the difficulty of something he performed.
1: Um the difficulty of something that he performed on the football field. Um no, I no, don't know. I don't know. A, a set
0: shot. A Stephen Canelio oh. set shot in the under eighteens. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that could be An, a, a joke. Could be. This is what I mean. It's dry. It's hard to get a read on. Yeah. I mean, this makes sense when you think about him. Mm. He's a bit of a serial killer. He's got that cabbage patch doll face. You can't really read what's going on behind those doll eyes, those black doll doll eyes. Okay. Um, who's a player from the team you'd love to play with and why? It's a hawk. And the reason he says you'd like to play with him, it could be a backhanded compliment. Um... This, so this player at the Hawks is often criticized for his greatest attribute. He's
1: often criticized for, uh um oh is it um uh, uh James No f- um, X no? Swan. X Swan. And he's at the Hawks and he's a medalist. Ones, and, Oh, Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell because he
0: would always handball it to me. Correct. Because he, he shares it around a lot. Yep. So that sounds like a backhanded compliment, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. You think? <laughs> I've it's got no read, so no read on Toby Grant so far. Absolutely no read
1: of whether he's joking or not joking. <laughs> All right. Maybe this is it. Maybe he's like, yeah, without wanting to joke about this, like maybe he's on some sort of spectrum. Oh, yeah. Like maybe his actions are misinterpreted and this is the cognitive dissonance that we are seeing between how he thinks and he, he sees the world versus the rest of the people and how they see the world.
0: Well, everything that I have read about him or people who work at the Giants or play at the Giants say that he is like lovely guy, doesn't drink, you know, very quietly spoken, very polite. They all love him. And then what he does in the field is a complete opposite to the personality he is off the field. Maybe. I mean, let's not be armchair. No, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's not. We're not even armchair AFL commentators. (laughs) Let's not broaden it out. Okay, what is the best rule in footy? And this is a joke answer, and this uh, demonstrates a bit of self-awareness. Are you familiar with a rule rule change that came into effect? Is it like a Toby Green rule? There's a Toby Green, well, that's the answer. It's the Toby Green rule. That is the best rule in footy. What's the worst rule in footy? Um, not being able to kick people in the head. <laughs> the Toby Green rule. <laughs> See, you, you know what? You're starting to get inside the creepy, twisted mind <laughs> of Toby Green. Um, how many games of footy does he watch on a weekend? Mm, interesting. I have no read I'll, on whether Toby Green's watching okay, a I'll lot of football. Easy. I'll give you or no two football. options. Yeah. He watches one or he watches all of them.
1: <sighs> he can't watch all of them. If, if he watches all of them, this is going to
0: be... A, I hope it is all of them, but I'm going to say it's one. It's one. That would be really bizarre, wouldn't it? Like like Batman in the Batcave. He just has all the screens on at once. Just yeah. Just <laughs> just absorbing the information like Bradley Cooper and Limitless. Yeah
1: he's got eight Foxtel subscriptions and then camera's like, you can just watch the games on different... He's like, no, this is how I do it. <laughs>
0: don't make me kick you in the face. The uh, what's fuck, his, Tony? What's his favourite TV football show? Um, and it's not one of the Foxtel ones. And I, I don't know if this is a joke answer again because I've never heard of this football show. I'm just going to drop it into the Google-ifier. Okay. Um, to make it easier for you, this is a global sports channel. Mhm. ESPN? Yes. That's it. ESPN FC. Do you have you heard of that football show? No. Oh, it's uh Premier League. Premier League. All right. We get you Toby. We get you. Now this is No, good, this... I do not get him at all. He is all <laughs> over the shop as far as I can see. Now this is a good one. Okay. His favorite football commentator and why? Ooh. Okay. Now I would argue that this person is not a commentator, but does comments on football. Comments on football without being a commentator doesn't call games. Okay, so special comments. I, I no, s- no, just has opinions, and that's that's my clue. Cane calls. Kane calls. <laughs> <laughs> Opinions are like arseholes. I mean, well, Kane Corns is one. <laughs> you know
1: what? Twerp recognize Twerp.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Favorite carb. Pasta? Yes. Correct. You didn't even have to think about that. Um, okay. Which teammate should appear on the next series of The Bachelor? Oh, okay. Harry um, Hamberg. Oh, that's a that's a good guess, but um, Let's just say that this guy would probably be good between the sheets. Um, good between the sheets. <laughs> um,
1: Is this a clue about sheets? Correct. Um, <laughs> I believe so,
0: I believe we came up with this guy's nickname.
1: Oh, that we called sheets? Who yeah. the fuck
0: did we call sheets? <laughs> what are some famous brands of sheets? Oh, Sheridan. Tommy Sheridan. Tommy Sheridan. <laughs> Sheet Sheridan. Um, I don't know if they call him sheets, but we definitely we <laughs> do. Um, teammate most likely to succeed after football and why? I believe previous, when we've done Himmelberg and stuff, he also named this uh, player has been a pretty smart cookie. Phil um, Davis. No, no. He's um, ex-Fremantle player. Tagger. Could be South African. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> DeBoer. Matt De <laughs> Um, Which teammate belts out your club theme song with the most gusto? Uh, this guy doesn't play there anymore. I believe he oh. plays for North Melbourne now, and he has a surname that 13-year-old boys around Australia always snigger at. Um uh, I don't think he's played many senior games. He was a top 10 draft pick. Uh, um, Jared Stiffy <laughs> close Aiden Boner or <laughs> well, maybe it's pronounced Bonar uh, his favourite Netflix series very appropriate I don't know if he's been self-aware when he names this um, Breaking Bad close I mean you're on the right track Then the name of it uh, could be a comment on him um, it's a series that stars Justified I don't know who any of these people are. It's on Netflix. It stars Bill Pullman, Matt Bomer, and Jessica Biel. Um, No. I mean, if you're not a saint, you might be... Sinner? The sinner. The sinner. Yeah. Do you think he's been self-aware there? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly like, have no idea. I mean, I feel like you'd be you'd be in the interview room with Toby Green and you'd just be holding up the raw sharks. And he just like, the answers would just be like, where? No bead? Is, you get no, no beat on no, it. No, you'd just be like, we're in the mouth of madness now. <laughs> I don't know what this is. This is like, I cannot. I feel like I'm going insane just listening to him. <laughs> um, is he an Apple Music or a Spotify man? Spotify. Correct. Does he play Fortnite? No. Correct. Will.
1: Favorite. What makes him laugh? Favourite comedian. Oh, favourite comedian? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, God. So, well, he has a dry sense of humour. <laughs> so, it's got to be Carl Barry. It's Carl
0: Barron. <laughs> By the way, Carl Barron's been trending uh, this week on Twitter. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Uh, there's been uh, a lot yeah. of, um, on Favourite.
1: Who, who's, who's Australia's greatest ever comedian? Carl <laughs> yeah. Barron. I think the only respondents were AFL players. <laughs> yeah, just Carl Barron. Dave Hughes was trending for entirely different reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say, I saw Carl Barron uh, last week. I, oh, did you? Um, yeah, I was on a... Um, zoom call with uh somebody else and uh i had a bit itch, uh, carl was have there, you so mentioned
0: I, how often he's featured on this show
1: i i you know what the thing is like i love carl and we're like very friendly uh but i feel like i'd need about three hours <laughs> to talk him through it you know like it's not <laughs> you, i feel like if i tried kinda. to just quickly summarize it would would not i need time yeah <laughs> i'd be like mate are you comfortable
0: i gotta run you through something <laughs> Um, okay. What's his favorite animal and why my clue to this would be probably not his favorite animal after 2019.
1: After, uh, so I, right, so a, a dog, um, a bulldog Oh, not 20, 2019. Sorry. Um, uh, a, who did they lose to it? A, a, a Richmond tiger tiger. He, lo- why does he love tigers?
0: because he wishes he played there. <laughs> <laughs> They're majestic. And they are majestic. Uh, what's your favourite section of the AFL AFL record? It's the dumb question. We've never had this one in a pocket profile before. Um, Unless fe- it was pocket profile and we suddenly realised we were <laughs> in a pocket profile inception <laughs> with Toby <laughs> Green. Uh, no, it's the feature story. Um, what's his favourite possession? Now, this makes me think well he yeah there's something going on in this guy's head <laughs> all right his favorite possession is it's a household item normally um how do I describe this it's a it's a it's a household it's a household appliance you use to make drinks more interesting. <laughs> Um, no cocktail umbrella. Now, non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic drinks. Kids, um, kids love these. Kids love them. Yeah. Ice cubes. No, it's a soda stream. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. What a. I should have found another, another club. Well, How do you? No, you, no, no, no. Like I, in a million guesses, I wouldn't have got that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's this for an answer? <laughs> What's the best gift he's ever received? And he goes galaxy brain on this one. The gift of life? The gift of life. I think you actually know, Toby. You're unwilling <laughs> to admit how well <laughs> you understand, Toby Green. Um, if you want Tetzalotl, what's the first thing you would buy? Strange, strange answer. You wouldn't need to win Tetzalotl to purchase this. In fa- Although, having said that, there'd be not a lot of these being sold at the moment. Uh, so, uh,
1: they wouldn't be selling a lot of them at the moment. So like a car, a boat, a plane, some form of transport. Yeah, no,
0: you, you, you got, you you're there, but go way cheaper than,
1: than any of those things. A bike. A plane. A ti- motorbike. A plane ticket. Uh, a plane ticket. you would like yeah. to buy a plane ticket. With Tats Lotto winnings. <laughs> what the fuck is going Toby. on? They should have read this out at the
0: tribunal. That's what have got him off. T- <laughs> I would have walked out no, and gone, <laughs> I got him off. I would have thought I would have got him convicted. It's like, we well, well, need to lock this guy up and throw away I
1: the thing. I think key. one way or the other. Yeah. I feel like it might have confused them so much. They're just like, you know what? <laughs> just play. We can't, we've got to sit down. <laughs> My head hurts.
0: for <laughs> um, favorite holiday destination? Yeah. Um, in Australia or overseas? It's in Australia. I think it's a uh, sleepy... I might be down near where you're from, actually. Oh, no. It's on the Great Ocean Road. Um, okay. It's two uh, words. Um, okay. Um, look, I'll just give you the second part. The second word is inlet. Aries Inlet. Aries Inlet. Uh this seems like a long pocket profile. Who's the most fo- most famous person he's met? Bit of a joke answer. This guy works at the club, played for the Giants for a short time, but now I believe is their forward line or midfield. No, forward line coach. Mm. A bit of a character himself. Stevie J. Stevie J. Who's the most famous person you'd like to meet? And this comes as no surprise. Uh, this man was famous for, for being violent um, professionally. But also uh, in his private life, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what would your job be if you were not a footballer? And this just is like this guy's enigma. Um, so it relates to having a plane ticket. A pilot, a, a flight attendant, a um, no more more whimsical than that. A traveller, a travel blogger. Uh-uh. what's the dream place to live in the world and he splits he would split his year between two two famous cities one in Australia one in the United States, <sighs> what is Australia, what the United States? So Sydney yep and New York New York New York summer and a Sydney summer Fuck who! New York summer really I mean, stinks. Yeah.
1: Uh, What's sca- love the smell of garbage? <laughs> does hold? <laughs> piss. Does hold TF mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: the <that> smell <laughs> of homeless people piss. Uh, what scares you? And it's a knock on a on, on a, a a guy who no longer plays there. Mm. His body part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I don't know. Jeremy Cameron's feet. And what is the one talent you wish you had? Uh, the ability to keep my temper. <laughs> you would like to play piano. Look, I knock out teeth. I just like to learn how to play teeth. I don't know, what are they? Uh, keys. <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> fuck that up. It's late. We've been going, that pocket profile took a long time. I'm exhausted uh, But by not that. just a long
1: time. It was like watching like a art house movie. Yeah. It was really like you just you really your brain could never concentrate on where we were. You were like, who's this guy? Like who's that? Is this a main character? Has he been in it before? That's I mean, how I felt about
0: that pocket profile. I feel like when this episode comes out there is going to be a rash of like people being found unconscious and the only clue will be they're <laughs> listening to two guys, one guy. It's, like, it's like I don't know what happened. I was listening to my brain <laughs> just shut
1: off like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I won't I told you just before we started that I got my second vaccine, you know, this afternoon and you said is there any side effects? If there is tomorrow, I won't know if the side effects are from the vaccine or
0: from that pocket profile. Did you ever see that episode of the X-Files? And they were on the hunt for this kind of like terrorist, and this guy's ability was he would start talking to you. And it was almost like he would hypnotize you through just, he would just talk these sort of mundane things. He'd just tell you like a mundane story and he could control your mind. Like, you know, so he'd make FBI agents like walk off a cliff or whatever. I feel like that's what happened in the pocket profile. It's like you and I have read it and now we both feel real. I feel like we've watched the video in the ring. I feel quite unheard I know. Within get- a week. One of us is <laughs> going to get kicked in the face by Toby Green. <laughs> Well, before that happens, let's get to our mailbag. If you want to send us some mail, you can. Uh, we're on Twitter at, at 2 guys one cup AFL on Twitter and also on Instagram at 2 guys one cup AFL on Instagram. Uh, every Thursday on Instagram, we do our tips at 5 p.m. on Instagram Live. So you go to the 2Guys1Cup page on Instagram Live to watch our tips at 5 p.m. tomorrow. But in the meantime, you can send us mail or, or correspondence at Twitter. So we'll, uh, the first question is from Art Deco again. Saying, hey, do you think AFL Head Office is just a little happy that they've been able to get the finals away from the MCG? It reduces the MCG stranglehold and bargaining power and helps showcase the Australia, as and helps case showcase the Australian, not just Victorian game. I believe it's great that we have this time
1: where it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to change the stranglehold very much. Like I think that, you know, there's that contract they that have at the MCG, and I think the AFL, you know the AFL is based in Melbourne. So there's all the teams in Melbourne. There's always going to be that connection there, but I'd love that in this time, you know, if we come out of COVID, you know, at the other end of the sport and we've managed to have like a Queensland grand final and a Perth grand final, I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm all in for In a bad it. situation, that is an upside. I don't know that the AFL would necessarily be secretly happy about this because in the end, they're just trying to make money and they would love to get a hundred thousand at the G and all the corporate sponsors and blah, blah, blah. But, I think that maybe some good can come out of this. I mean, if it encourages kind of, you know I guess state bodies to start building bigger stadiums all around the country and we can rotate it around I mean
1: there's got to be a bit of if you live in Western Australia that
0: you've got to go COVID's not been that bad for us
1: Yeah, like most of the time you just live your life really normally you haven't been bothered by people from the eastern
0: states and you got a grand final yeah you've just come out of Just Jeans you got yourself a new shark's tooth necklace on the way to pay $15 for a coffee things are pretty good in Perth I mean things are pretty good in Perth um, this is from Sam. Kane Twerp Corns was on the most recent Dylan Friends episode. During this, he brought up that his favorite, f- he brought up that his favorite form, and also he thinks the best form of comedy is self-deprecating humor. What are your thoughts on this? Well, if, I mean, I'm, is he saying he's self-deprecating, or he just likes it in people he finds funny, like Carl Baron? <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't think I've ever seen Cane Corns be funny, ever. No, not intentionally. Not intentionally. No. <laughs> uh, Anthony wants to know, the West Australian Premier has finally found a way to keep Eddie out. What can we do now about keeping Eddie off our TVs? Did you see this story? Yeah. He couldn't get into Western Australia? Yeah, because he's not, there's no official capacity, he'd not been in any official capacity, yeah. He would be surprised to learn that There are rules that he can't get around.
1: I think I was like, I did. I was like, oh, that'll he? Yeah,
0: I was. I was surprised, but the Western Australian Premier
1: felt like he had a point to prove as well, didn't
0: he? He does. He's not fucking around, is he at all? Uh, Justin says, "Roy and HG have the concept of class A citizens for whom the standard rules don't apply. Given the that Eddie's been locked out of WA, who in the AFL adjacent community would you give class A citizenship to?" um eddie betts i reckon he should be able to go over Just yeah since absolutely last year. i mean i would
1: love if they could get a few like retiring players for a parade yeah and um i think that if Sha- like sean burgoyne eddie betts sean burgoyne and eddie betts yeah
0: they're classic you know wrestlers.
1: what the the list should only be people that Charlie Cameron has tweeted about. Yeah, totally. If they are good enough to make the cut for Charlie Cameron's Twitter feed, they're good enough to get across the border. Hey, Stormboys
0: got some good news. You can get yeah. to Victoria. <laughs> You've been flown to the Optus Stadium for the grand final. Why? Well, apparently Charles Cameron's. <laughs> there was a list. <laughs> Charlie's list. Um how does Will feel about Carl Baron trending this afternoon based on the question, who's your favourite Australian comedian? <laughs>
1: I feel like that is pretty appropriate. Carl Baron is like, if not the greatest ever Australian
0: comedian, certainly a good person to have in that conversation. Um, Scott wants to know who is the most hated AFL player at the moment? Is it Selwood or Waitman? Um, I think I don't know I think it was just mainly Bombers fans, salty Bombers fans who are angry at Cody Waitman. Did you yeah. see there was an article it's like Josh Bruce responds to trolls in hilarious fashion. And I was like, Oh, great. And then I checked it out. and it's like, so he wrote good one, mate, under one comment and <laughs> under another one. And your thumbs up emoji. It's like, we've hardly bloody taken him down. It's not like, you know,
1: um, I watched, uh, this is very AFL adjacent, but, um, Tim Heidecker, yeah, Tim mm-hmm. and Eric. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was him. Uh, was did a um? It was a few weeks ago, so um. But it was a reaction video to, um, this uh, video that had been posted, like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's hilarious response to their kids being like, you know, like to bathing their kids or whatever. And it was presented in that same fashion. And then Tim just watches the video and decides whether he thinks it is <laughs> indeed hilarious or not. And look, I know it's no
0: spoilers, but the video of him doing that is hilarious. <laughs> Um, JD wants to know if the dogs met the grand final can I have Will's tickets well that's interesting what happens to the allocation of tickets they don't they just null and void I guess I mean you know I guess this, this if, if you're president? a member
1: who, who like lives in Western Australia or if you're a member who is willing to go over and quarantine for two weeks like S- if you were a Melbourne like member and supporter and you're like well this does not come along very often I have the time and I have the finances to, you know, run the risk of going and like staying there for two weeks and not working out. You know, I if I put it this way, if it was back in the old days and I wasn't working and I there was the Bulldogs and I had the time and the money to be able to do that and like you thought it was a chance, I reckon I'd be tempted to just go, All
0: right, I'll just go and stay home but and there the for tickets, two weeks. Are the tickets there? I mean, if the Bulldogs got in have they still got their allocation to hand out or do they, they, because it's at Optus, does that change things? Because I know that-
1: No, there'd be an AFL allocation to the playing teams. Just because it's at Optus Stadium doesn't mean that they're not going to give- the teams some tickets. Well, you Who are they going to give the tickets to? Because
0: otherwise, because well, they want to get a full house there. They're not yeah. going to hold back 20,000 tickets or 15,000, 10,000 tickets for no, Bulldogs fans.
1: but they're not the only two options for allocating tickets. <laughs> you <laughs> could just allocate
0: a smaller amount of tickets. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, the Saints president sent out an email last week just for summing up the season, blah, 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 thanks for your support. And then at the very end was like, Look, you know, we understand it's uh, been a really disappointing year. People weren't able to get to games, so if you'd like to discuss reimbursement, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Don't bring it ruined. up. Don't. You got away with it, man. You yeah, got away with it. Keep your bloody mouth shut." <laughs> like, I, didn't know. I was just, I was stunned. I mean, you know, but then part of me was like, "This is genius," because all the response I saw online was Saints fans going, "No way!" Like, keep the money. It was like yeah. brilliant reverse psychology. It was like, like the, the fact that he. You're rolling the, the dice. You're rolling the dice, man. <laughs> it's been a tough year for a lot of people. It's like take the fucking money. Um, this is from history of NL. Says, uh, give Jono Brown five beers, he'd be the perfect rubber replacement on three sixty. It has been interesting watching all the people going into the chair, Rui and uh, 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 um, Brownie, and and I think Jason Dunstall is a good replacement for Robbo. The closest. You can't replace Robbo. But you can't. Because can't. Dance the,
1: I think that's been one of the real stories of the season is how much I've missed Robbo. Yeah. Like, there is something about that dynamic that, like, can't be replicated by someone, you know, more intelligent or
0: sober. And if you want to know what it is about Robbo that is so unique... Uh, Scott Dooley did a brilliant thread <laughs> yesterday that we retweeted on the Two Guys One Cup page, where he did basically a script of how a Robo bit goes, and it is perfect. It is absolutely note perfect. The way he flicks through the newspaper while he's trying to compose a thought, he gets indignant and he'll thump the desk. You know, he'll he'll say that he's not going to name check someone, then he immediately name checks that person. Maybe they need to get duels to write the script for the other fill-in host. Oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, Gavin wants us to build a team of villains, Toby Green, Selwood, Lindsay Thomas, etc. Uh, whipping boys may need. Oh, hang on. Oh, no, he's responding to someone else. Um, no, that's a question. Build a team of villains, Toby Green, Selwood, and Lindsay Thomas. Whipping boys may need to be used as well, Stanley, Jack Watts, etc. That's going to take way too long. We <laughs> can't build a team of, like, whipping boys and villains. That, that's an entire episode in itself. Sorry, Gavin. Yeah,
1: but what if Tasmania, that was their bit? Oh, that's a good idea. We're going
0: to we're going to
1: be the literally the Tassie Devils so they call it the Tassie Devils and they recruit all
0: the most devilish players from the other teams uh, Michael wants to know should we all start believing in Port Adelaide yes I think so possibly Mork um, wants to know should GWS sit out Tom Green for three weeks then play Toby Green and then blame it on a clerical error <laughs> yes give it a go <laughs> why not absolutely give it a go <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of questions about who are the biggest heels, who are the most loathed players. Again, uh, K, that, uh, Cody and, and Toby get mentioned again. Um, okay, Alex says, if you put Cody Waitman in Point Break, given the attributes he displayed on the field, how would he fit into the story? That's a weird question. No, I actually think that surf gang missed, like a. for
1: me, a I always think test. of like... Oh, like yeah. Anthony Kiedis.
0: That would be a waste of time.
1: Yeah, so, but what I always love about those, like, you know, when you watch any of those things about, like, you know, the, the Stacey Peralta thing, right? Yeah. There's always, like, a skater who's, like, you know, eight years genius. younger than all the other skaters, but is just, like, a genius skater. I feel like that's going to be the same in the crime gang. So, yeah. and a more modern president's face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people baiting Mark Lecrae to uh, visit the show. Will Mark Lecrae be the Premiership Cup ambassador? Or is Mark Lecrae pissed off about Toby Green? He was spicy. Uh, well Lecrasse What Lecrasse I would say belt. is now
1: that the grand final is in Perth, I think we can guarantee at our post-grand final show oh, shit. Uh, that no, uh, Mark Lecrae will probably at least give us
0: some sort of report of the day from the the local perspective. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good point. He can be the boundary writer for the post-grand final <laughs> show. Uh, what changes would you like to make for the league? How long have you got? None, actually. I've been quite happy with, I, I think I liked the stand the mark rule. I think it's, um, I know a lot of people said, it didn't change anything. I think it did. I, I know it wasn't the goal fest that everyone wanted, but I think it, it did open up the game a bit. I like, um, I, I. like everyone, I'd like to see more goals.
1: I mean, I think everybody wants to see more goals, but um, I think that football has been a lot
0: better like I've, I've enjoyed it a lot more this year than in, in like in
1: the previous few
0: oh yeah of course we haven't even talked about Collingwood's new coach um, Craig um, Craig McRae McRae <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah right
0: yeah Craig McRae you know. triple premiership player Craig McCrae, who yeah. like um, Dan Asprey Daniel Asprey is that his name David Asprey <laughs> <laughs> the Richmond triple, triple premiership player who I didn't realise played in uh, three premierships. Uh, congratulations. Um, good luck to you, sir. I understand that you're a good guy. He does seem like a
1: good guy. Everybody seems to think that he's a good guy. From I've heard Clark Brownie go. say, uh, Jonathan Brown say more than once this week, uh, that Craig McRae used to organise the footy trips <laughs> for the Brisbane Lions. So he'll be good at getting around the boys. <laughs> oh, getting around
0: the boys. Um Yeah, what do you think? Do you think this is a bit of a poison chalice going to Collingwood? See, the thing is, taking on, like, Gold Coast, that's a tough ask because it's like Gold Coast, but at least when you arrive at Collingwood, I know there's a lot of scrutiny, but you've got the best facilities, you've got, you know, the Herald Sun behind you, at least at the start, you've got all the supporters and stuff. Like, there's worse places to land, right? Well, we're at the point in the story where there's two ways that it can go, right? Like,
1: which is... It's an absolute rubble. Everything's, you know, gone to pieces, you know, and you've been through all that and now you're the one who gets to come in and have a fresh start and help rebuild it and there's great opportunity in that and there's probably momentum. They've actually, weirdly enough for Collingwood, they've gone through the process. They took their time. They actually haven't had the board spill that everybody thought was going to happen. Like there might be still stuff to come, but like they got through the season, they managed to have, a reasonably, you know, dignified parting with, like, you know, Nathan Buckley at the end of it, and they've gone through a process and appointed, like, a sensible choice as a coach that everyone seems to admire and think has great culture and is like got this great experience in a whole bunch of different facets of the game that they probably need at Collingwood at the moment. Like for a club that is dealing with culture issues and football issues, he feels like a really smart choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Carlton, on the yeah. other hand, <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna
0: say. <laughs> Like the best thing that happened to Collingwood search for a coach was Carlton <laughs> because oh. all the attention went off them.
1: Man, like Carlton, are they? Their process is <laughs> what is their process, Charlie? Because their process like,
0: was designed by Toby Green. It makes they, about as much sense as a Toby Green. They put profile. a pretend
1: review in place to sack a guy, which is the sort of thing you'd do if you'd had some replacement for that guy. Mm. But
0: I don't know if they do yet no well it felt like they thought they were going to get clarko and then i reckon clarko got cold feet that's i my... think that they thought they were going to get ross
1: lyon and that was all locked i in. thought ross lyon was the fallback no see what i think happened and again i have no inside knowledge this is just my reading of it so remember about a week or two before the end of the season ross lyon finally went on tv and kind of made a play for the carlton job mm. I'd been listening to him on um, Triple M previous to that when there'd been speculation around him and Carlton. And he seemed to be playing like a pretty, like it was good to be courted. He kind of felt like he knew something. They would joke around about him not being there the next year and he'd kind of, you know, he'd be funny about it, but there was this sort of sense in your mind of going, oh, I reckon they've talked to him. I think that like this job is his. And then he had that, he went on TV and kind of almost like made a case for the job. I think that it was going to be him. And it was always going to be him, and then Carlton saw that Clarko was available, You're right? And Carlton was suddenly just like, "I mean, I know <laughs> we're committed to this guy, but that is a bit of an option over there. we're going to work? Yeah, and and so I think that that's what's happened, and now so, so think that's going has be long of... enough for the board to get split over whether Ross is the right choice or not. I think they had the deal done, and they have fucked it up because they thought they could do better
0: it's almost like the club has terry wallace themselves <laughs> yeah like when terry wallace thought he's going to sydney and they're like you know what i think we want to stick with paul roots except the club has done it not the coach
1: oh yeah they've done it all to themselves yeah like they put in a review they announced a review of a job like can you imagine and, charlie yeah, i mean can we, and do you think they'll ever release the review the from final no review? Only the ones, they'll leak the ones that they I'm need typing to be at. i up the review right now on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a disgrace yeah. as a fucking club. Imagine if someone came into your workplace like halfway through and said, we're doing a review of this show. You're like, well, you're going to sack me. I understand that. Why don't you just tell me? They did that all season. They made him coach under those circumstances. They gave him the least dignified. If you know you're getting rid of him, tell him a week beforehand. Give him some fucking dignity. Don't make him do exit interviews with people because you've suddenly realized we might need to leave. And then, so they get him to do two days of exit interviews and then tell him he's sacked. What hell. the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like it is. And then what's happened since with the lion stuff. And now they're going, oh, well now we're going to, now we're going to do a a proper process. Yeah. What? What's happening
0: now? And the thing is, and like what coaches want are going to go there now? Like Alistair Clarkson and Ross Lyne be like, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, I think Ross Lyon
1: had already decided to do it, is my gut instinct. So I think he probably will take it if they give it to him. But,
0: but do you think um, still,
1: yeah, because I think that Ross like is realistic enough to know that his options aren't going to be endless. Like, mm. if Clarko's back in the game next year, maybe Nathan Buckley's floating around. Like, Ross, Ross isn't a guaranteed lock to coach again. Like, mm. if the opportunity comes up, I think Ross should take it.
0: And I think we should end the show now. Uh, don't forget, tips tomorrow, or today when you listen to this. Well, we know what I mean. Thursday afternoon, <laughs> 5 p.m. Instagram Live. Um, we can find You'll find out all our tips, and we'll be back again next week uh, with another episode of Two Guys, One Cup. Play on, not 15. Bo. Well, we are Two Guys, One Cup.